Welcome to the Life Central Podcast. It is so good to have you come and connect with us again this week. We trust that this session will be helpful to you in your faith journey. If it's your first time joining us today, a very special welcome to you. For those of you who are connecting with us every week, we love having you connect with us and uh, so good to be able to do it again today. Now, as you've driven down the road, you may have come across these big shiny objects, these big barriers next to the road made of some form of metal. here in South Africa, we know them as Armco barriers. Now, an Armco is a system designed to keep vehicles from straying into dangerous or off-limit areas. You're most likely to find these, these Armcos in potentially dangerous areas of the road. Uh, there are essentially three main areas where you'll find them. You'll find them at bridges, at medians, and in corners. When it comes to bridges, armcos are placed uh, on bridges because there's very little room for error. <laughs> they placed in medians to protect you from the oncoming traffic and to protect the oncoming traffic from you. Uh, then they placed in corners um, to ensure that they keep you safe from any unexpected changes in the road. Now, Armco barriers, their their main purpose is to direct you and protect you, to direct you, to show you which way the the, the road may be bending, and also to protect you from the dangers that lie on the other side of those barriers. Now, there's something very significant or interesting about the placement of an armco. You see, an an armco is not placed in the actual area of danger. No, an armco is placed just outside of the danger zone. In other words, an armco is placed in an area where it's still safe for you to walk, it's still safe for you to, to ride or drive. That's not the danger area. The actual danger area is beyond where the armco is placed. Now, the hope when it comes to an armco is that the damage that is caused by hitting the armco is far less than the damage that would be caused if the Armco wasn't there. Armcos are placed all over public roads and, and as you've maybe been listening, you clicking that, hey, Armcos may be necessary in other areas of life, not just on the public roads. So just as we need physical Armco barriers on the roads to direct and protect us in the same way we need armco barriers in all kinds of areas of our personal lives as well to understand this we should define what these armcos are now 
for the remainder of the series, we're going to be referring to armcos and the de definition that we're going to be speaking about or, or using throughout the series is that an armco is a standard of behavior that becomes a matter of conscience. Can I repeat that? It's a standard of behavior that becomes a matter of conscience. And over the next few weeks, we, we just want to talk into establishing armcos in all kinds of areas of our lives with the hope that by the time we're coming to the end of this series, that you would have established certain armcos in your life, that these armcos would, would become strong and established, that when you end up bumping up against them, ultimately they would bother your conscience. And just like a physical armco on the road, these armcos will direct you and protect you as you go through life. That they will keep you from going where you shouldn't go. And that they would alert you and bother your conscience. If you're honest with yourself and I'm honest with myself, the truth be told, your greatest regret could have been avoided, whether it be financially, morally, relationally, professionally, if your conscience had been tuned into the personal standard of behavior, as we spoke of with these armcos, that ultimately warns you that, hey, I'm bumping up against this armco and I'm, I'm heading into areas from, from which I, A, might not be able to recover or B, may live to regret for the rest of my life. See, it's about your conscience being aware of the little things before you ever reach the big things that you end up regretting. The example of this that I love is if you consider um, a cup of coffee, it's a little thing. It's not anything big. It shouldn't make a massive difference in your life. But maybe as a married person, maybe having that cup of coffee with someone from the opposite sex that's not your spouse. Maybe that should be an armco. Maybe that little thing should be the armco that prevents you from ending up in a big thing that could cause major damage or regret. You may be going, Ramon, that's too severe. I mean, it's just a cup of coffee. Um, it's, you know, maybe my armco doesn't have to be there. Maybe she needs a ride home, you know, a lift home. Maybe, maybe that's where my armco can be. Cool. Maybe that's where your armco can be. But then you get there and you realize that you grew up in a household where it's rude to not walk the person to the door. So maybe then that's where the armco has to be is at the door. But then she invites you in for coffee. And even though you've already had a coffee, I mean, it's been a whole car drive since your last coffee. So it would also be rude not to engage with 
that coffee and before you know it you're sitting on her couch and maybe that's where your arm curse should be is at that coffee um, but before you know it you're in the bedroom you're sitting on the bed and now the safe zone is no longer feeling very safe and is this where my arm curse should be I know that some of you are really hoping that I carry on with the story, but for the purposes of today, we're just going to end it right there. And hopefully by now you see that it's the little thing and the safe area that we want to build that armco in to really prevent us from winding up in a really big situation that could cause massive damage and massive regret and this is what we mean when we when we talk about armcos that it's a personal standard it's a it's a personal decision that you will make with regards to your marriage your children your finances your friendships your work because you see guys and ladies if 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 we don't protect these things no one else will it's not like our culture is set up or structured in such a way that it will protect the most valuable things in our lives. No, in fact, our culture doesn't promote armcos. Our, our culture really promotes painted lines on the road. Our, our culture baits us into behavior and then mocks us when we overstep. Think about how culture addresses drinking in our lives, you know, baits us into going big, but then it shuns us once alcohol has its hooks into us and it's become a problem because no one likes a drunk. Um, think of how culture baits us into flirting with that little something-something at work. <laughs> but then ostracizes the boss and the secretary for overstepping into an affair. Think about how our culture will bait us into buying all kinds of crap that we don't need and then ridicules us when we fall into financial ruin. You see, our culture gives us these painted lines as advice painted lines like drink responsibly <laughs> if you think about that at what point are you still thinking responsibly uh it's it's a challenge like it's not an armco that's just a that is just a painted line man uh you think about about the advice that we give to to our teens and our, our, our college students, our university students, with regards to, to sex, you know, wait until you're ready. And while that might be really good advice for girls, <laughs> speaking out of experience as a teenage boy once upon a time, if you had to say to a teenage boy, wait until you're ready, <laughs> I can guarantee you he's looking at you thinking, I was born ready. You see, culture may frown on you for your armcos, but they'll crucify you for overstepping. And this is what I love about Scripture. 
You see, Scripture, Scripture is full of great armcos, full of great areas that, that will direct us and protect us. One of these spaces is in the book of Ephesians. Um, it's actually just a letter that was written by the Apostle Paul to a church in the town of Ephesus. And to understand where Paul was going with this, we need to understand the context in which this church was living. This church was living in the context of a, of a culture that was completely immoral, um, whether sexually, financially, kind of fill in the blank there. Uh, the, 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 the culture of the day with, was ethically and morally a complete mess. And Paul comes in with his letter and he writes to them and he, he, he warns them and he, he, he gives them this list of behaviors that they should follow and these behaviors that they should stay away from. And then at one point, it's almost like Paul, as he's writing, he's getting the feeling like it's at this point that, that my audience may be asking me some questions. Uh, kind of like they'd be asking him, hey, we agree with what you're saying, but honestly, how in a culture that doesn't reward marital faithfulness, doesn't reward honesty, doesn't reward clean living, how in this culture do we love the way that you are asking us to? And it's a great question. Because quite honestly, guys and ladies, it's the question that you and I could be asking Paul too, as we find ourselves living in a, in a very similar context. And Paul goes on to say this to them, as he says, be very careful then how you live. Be very careful then how you love. And this word love in its original language, it's a, it's a little Greek word that can be, that can be uh, interchangeable with the word walk. Be very careful then how you walk. I can remember a couple of years ago, uh, I was in Croatia when we were doing a bit of a ride and, and at one story, stage uh, I drank way too much at our previous stop and the next stop was going to be too far. So I parked the bike, we all kind of stopped, climb off and I just, living in South Africa, I'm like, I just run into the bush here, hey, and take care of nature's call. Um, and as I run in, I hear a friend of mine who lives there just yell, stop. And I stop, and what I hadn't seen was little signs next to this piece of ground that just said, caution, landmine area. <laughs> and he just said, man, just look where you are walking. Just trace your steps back and, and, and let's not head there. And for me, that's kind of like the best example that I can think of here for what Paul is saying. Be very careful then how you live or be very careful then how you walk. And your Bible translation may even say walk. But what he's literally, the literal translation here is look out then carefully how you walk or where you step. What he's saying here is that we need to be 
careful, not careless. We need to love in a careful way and not in a careless way when it comes to these issues in our lives. He carries on and he says, not as unwise, but as wise. Not as unwise, but as wise. Again, not as careless, but as wise, as, as living with your eyes wide open. Then in verse 16, he carries on and he says, making the most of every opportunity. Making the most of every opportunity. And again, this, this sentence here, literally translated, it, it, it speaks into us redeeming the time. Redeeming the time that we have available to us. Now, maybe like me, the older you get, the, the more you wish you could go back and redeem some of the, the times that you've misspent, some of the, the, the roads that you've traveled down that you maybe should have stayed away from, relationships that you should have stayed away from. And we want to, we want to redeem the time that's passed. And yeah, Paul's speaking into us redeeming the time, making the most of every opportunity that's coming at us in life moving forward. And he carries on and he says, because the days are evil. Because the days are evil. He's saying, man, we are living in dangerous times. Because you're living in dangerous times, you can't afford to be careless. There's too much at stake. And guys and ladies, I believe that the exact same applies to you and to me for the day and age that we live in today is that we cannot afford to be careless in the day and age that we live in, that there's too much at stake. There's too much at stake in your life when it comes to your marriage, when it comes to your finances, when it comes to your morality, when it comes to your profession. At the end of the day, in life, there are going to be some unexpected curves that you did not see coming. That we live in a day and age where there is less margin for error. So, ultimately, we need to be careful then how we live. Not as unwise, but as wise. That we need to make the most of every opportunity because, yes, the days are evil. He carries on and he says, Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. And this word, understand, in the original language, it, it speaks into owning up to. At taking responsibility for it's like he's saying own up to what god's will is for your life take responsibility for god's will on your life it's like he's saying to his audience but also to you and to me hey stop deceiving yourself stop playing games right now you know where you're dancing and flirting on the on the edge of disaster why? Because your conscience is busy speaking to you. And then he gives us this, 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 this illustration. 
This illustration where, where he's essentially talking about one thing in our lives leading to another. Where he says this, he says, Do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Now, what Paul's leaning into is not that drinking's the problem, but that what drinking leads to is the problem. And in the scripture, he uses the word debauchery. And the word debauchery really means an indulgence that results in the loss of control. Now, that can be alcohol, that can be lust, that can be greed, that can be anger, that can be possessions and stuff, uh, that can be food. Like, you know what that is in your life, and I know what that is in my life any area of our lives that, that, that we tend to lose control, we need to put an armco. Because on the other side of that armco is sin. On the other side of that armco is damage. And we need armco barriers to keep us from getting to the place where we hand control over to someone or something else. And Paul carries on and he says this. He says, instead, be filled with the Spirit. Instead, be filled with the Spirit. You see, guys and ladies, the issue here is influence. The issue here is who or what will you allow to influence your behavior, to influence your decisions. Because ultimately, God wants to play that role. God wants to play that role in your life and in my life. So as you reach for the remote, as you head to the fridge, as you text him or her back, as you order that second drink, may you bump into an armco barrier where the Holy Spirit can whisper to your conscience, hey, up to here and no further. Now, the truth be told, we don't plan to mess up our lives. We don't plan to mess up our lives any more than what we, we plan to <laughs> crash our car or our motorcycle. The problem is, that we don't plan not to. You see, nobody plans financial ruin through debt. No one plans a, a violent marriage. No one plans to get involved with a married man or a married woman. No one plans to fall in love with someone who lacks character and, and um, has bad habits or addictions. No one plans to become addicted to anything. But it's as we place armco barriers in our lives, it's these armcos that help us plan not to. As we wrap this up today, here's the added benefit to all of this. Armcos not only protect us, as we said in the beginning, but they also direct us. 
And you will find it so much easier to discern the voice of God in your life once you establish these armcos. Now, in the weeks to come, there's going to, to be different areas that we're going to be touching on. We're going to be uh, touching on, on building in armcos when it comes to our friends, our money, our time, our marriages. So my hope and prayer for you is that you'll be back next week, that you'll keep connecting with us as we journey this together and as we establish these armcos in our lives. But maybe today, as you just think about what's been spoken about, when it comes to establishing armcos, what's your next step? What do you need to own up to, as Paul said? What do you need to own up to today? Where are you possibly flirting with disaster? You're like right on the edge of demise in a certain area. Because guys and ladies, that's, that's exactly where you need to begin. That's exactly where you need to be putting in an armco. I wonder today in your life, what is that area? What is that armco that you need to be implementing today? Let me pray with you. Father God, we thank you for today. We thank you that as we just engage with this message, as we engage with the wisdom that Paul gives us here in the letter of Ephesians, Lord. Lord, I, I thank you that we can really just lean in to your prompting in our hearts right now. That whatever that area is that you're busy engaging with us on, Lord, that we'll be quick to respond. That we will drop the excuses, drop the, 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 all the reasons why we should just carry on or, or ignore this. But Father God, that we will engage with that Holy Spirit of yours inside of us. And that we will respond. And that you will show us exactly what armcos we need to be instilling into our lives. So that we can live as wise and not as unwise. That we can redeem the time moving forward. And that we can rely on your Holy Spirit to guide us and to protect us moving forward. We love you, Lord. These lives are yours. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining us. We look forward to seeing you again next week. If you enjoyed this session and you'd like to know more about us, then please come and connect with us through our website, our social media platforms, and come subscribe to our YouTube channel. All the links are listed below. Beyond that, we trust that you have an incredible week.